Jovial Jams to get you up and running. Turn Breakfast with friends. It's 14 minutes past seven. Good morning. Wakey, wakey. And in a moment or two, we're going to be chatting to Michael Swain via the telephone. Telephonic conversation. Waking up has never felt this good. I love the music. music. Best music. Breakfast with friends on CCFM 107.5. We're now joined on the line with Michael Swain, and uh, so good to be chatting to you, Michael. Good morning, Jonathan, and good morning to Breakfast with Friends. So, Michael, as Executive Director for Freedom of Religion, you guys keep your fingers on the pulse of many issues that relate to religion and the freedom of religion in our beautiful country. Of course, the hot topic has been and remains a year and some on uh, the whole thing of religious gatherings and the fact that under the current circumstances, churches are only allowed to have 100 people in the building. Talk to us about what's happening. Well, as you may recall, about um, Wednesday, a couple of weeks back now, uh, we and other interfaith leaders met with the president, and the unanimous uh, request was for 50% reopening because of Mm. the low figures, obviously, that have declined since the second wave. And again, let me just say, nobody is saying this is not a very serious disease. It is. But there are protocols in place. And interestingly enough, churches have probably been the most stringent uh, protocol observers of all sectors of society. Yeah. Uh, if you've been to a church recently, I was there yesterday. I mean, I was checked in, temperature taken, masked up, sanitized, social distance. Uh, we didn't take our masks off, etc. So, you know, churches have been, if you like, um, labeled as super spreaders without any evidence really of that fact. The only evidence the government have pointed to uh, when they responded to the 4SA against the Cogta Minister High Court case that we have initiated was to point to the uh, South Korean incident and to point to the Bloemfontein incident, both of which, by the way, occurred before lockdown and before masking and social distancing or any of the other yeah. uh, protocols. So Anyway, all that to say is that government obviously have not responded to date, and there have been reports that they're focusing on potentially even a harder lockdown uh, coming into the Easter weekend. And there is, I think, you know, sensitivity about a third wave. But I think what also people do is, is they look at other things that are happening in the country. You know, they look at, for example, the ANC event at Polokwane, where there were thousands present with their masking or social distancing. And when, you know, ANC General Secretary, Secretary General Ace Megashule appeared in court, again, thousands of supporters, yeah. uh, thousands of mourners at King Goodwill Zolotini's funeral. And obviously no police, no interruption, no arrest, no nothing. Um, and yet it seems, again, that religious gatherings are very much the target. And they say that this, is, of course, is based on a consultation process and scientific evidence. But I think you have to look at the statistics. Yeah. Uh, in March, on March 21st, you know, we had 510 infections versus 21,000 at the peak. Um, we had uh, 55 with only five deaths in the Western Cape versus 815 at the peak. And that's without vaccinations and that's without hard lockdown. So I think the you know, government may be perhaps concerned about a future wave and possibly mm. uh, a super spreader event. And frankly, we are too. Um, but it isn't based on scientific evidence. It's based on more conjecture than anything else. Yeah. Uh, but again, I think, I think we should be allowed to make our own health choices. We should be able to be careful, obviously, 
uh, of those who have comorbidities, of yeah. people who in the older age brackets are more susceptible, uh, and, and make our own choices. But I, I sincerely uh, hope that government won't go the harder lockdown route. Um, but I do think, as I said, it is a time for caution. Uh, we don't want another super spreader event, and we certainly don't want uh, the church to be blamed as yeah. a super spreader event, because to date they have no evidence of that. Yeah. Sure. Well, let's move from that then to the whole verbal submission that 4SA did to Parliament on the expropriation without compensation amendment to Section 25 of the Constitution. Uh, if you don't mind just touching on that briefly yes, for us. Well, that's, again, the, the sort of variety of life that we are involved in. Yes. Now, obviously, Section 25 is a very controversial uh, section of the Constitution and the amendment which they proposed to it will be potentially very wide-sweeping, expropriation without compensation. Uh, The proposed amendment uh, suggests that uh, zero compensation will be regarded as fair and equitable, potentially. Uh, But our very narrow submission focused on how does this bill affect religious freedom. Uh, And obviously there are are millions of of people, millions of believers, who gather in church buildings across the nation. uh, And we submitted essentially that the church uh, land and use, therefore, should be excluded uh, given that it was being used for religious purposes mm. and that there should not be an extension of almost a limitless extension of what might be included in the, in, in the um, sort of public policy uh, categories, uh, which allow for expropriation without compensation. We believe that obviously land being used for bona fide religious purposes, or even that will be used for bona fide religious purposes as owned by religious organizations, that should be exempted. The church plays and religious organizations as a whole play a very vital part in the whole sort of social and moral and other fabric of our society. And they should therefore, we believe, be uh, exempted from this uh, expropriation without compensation amendment. Make, that was our submission. It wasn't sense. very popular. But, of course. Uh, it, it, it is what it is what it is. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the outcome is in the long run. And then very excited to be able to see your brand new website. Quickly run us through that as we wrap things up, Michael. Well, we, yeah, we're very excited. We've uh, obviously had a website for a long time, but it has not been what we wanted. And now we've upgraded. It's the new improved uh, 4SA website. We would encourage everybody to go and look and uh, check it out. We have lots of articles. We're going to be actually upping our production of video clips because people tend to watch more than they read Mm. and so we're hoping it's going to be very easy to access certainly sign up for our newsletter uh in fact our last newsletter went out last week as well and um, do please make sure that you support 4SA as well because what we do basically we do um based entirely on our on the contributions that people give us but yeah it's it's a very important and we we believe very uh, good upgrade which will make the information that we have and offer much more easy to access. We, we also, as, as you know, Jonathan, we want to inform people accurately and mm. reliably about the religious freedom issues. And there are many, and there are more coming. We've been reading over the weekend some more things we're going to need to focus on. Uh, so keep yourselves up to date, uh, keep informed, and then we will also help you to engage where, where you can in the process, because in a democracy, thankfully, we can get engaged as well. So we're going to try and help you do that too. So, so good. Michael Swain, always a privilege and an honor to chat to you. Thank you for your time, and we wish you and the rest of the team at 4SA all the best. Thank you, Jonathan. God bless.
Waking up has never felt this good. I love the music. Best music. Breakfast with friends on CCFM 107.5.